Welcome to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast, a podcast designed to help you learn to teach the Bible, starting with the very basics. Today's episode is about honesty in teaching. As we teach the Bible, we can't be fake or rigid. People aren't coming just to hear facts from a talking head. They want to relate with a person. This episode talks about how to stay relatable, how to be real, but also how to do that in ways that are helpful for the people listening to you. Let's dive in. One of the things that my mom would always tell me about coming and listening to teachings that I gave in the main sanctuary of the church that we're a part of is that she would always be a little nervous because she never knew what story I was going to tell next. I would always bring in these random things from childhood or from growing up in their house and all these different stories where, you know, sometimes they were going to just be really silly. Sometimes they may have been slightly revealing. There were all these things that she never really knew what I was going to say next. And that made her a little bit worried while I was teaching. She's probably worried right now as she's listening to this episode. Don't worry. I'm not telling a story, mom. I've always been kind of complimented by that, though. I liked hearing that there was a willingness in my teaching to just kind of go wherever and, and use real life, use real examples, use real stories about how I came to learn certain lessons. You see, teaching is about balances. And one of the things that we need to learn how to balance is just how ourselves we should be. I don't mean that we should be fake or anything, but There's two sides of this. One thing is we're called to be ourselves. We're called to be real. We're called to be genuine people in front of the people that we're teaching. It's not a good thing if you go up there and you teach week in and week out and your people listening to you feel like they don't know anything about you. That's not good. It's not that you want to make it about yourself as much as just if you have conversations with anyone who's being genuine, you're going to get to know them as time goes on. As you are speaking to people again and again and again, they should get to know you a little bit as time goes on. And so we need to be ourselves. We can't just hide behind the facts of the Bible or the storyline that we're teaching or something like that. We shouldn't want to hide anyway. We should want to be real and genuine and open and honest in front of our people. And yet the second half of that is that we're called to deny ourselves. So we, we got to do both these things at the same time. We need to be real and genuine and open, and we need to be ourselves, but we're also called to deny ourselves. Our teachings are not just about us. You know, you can't finish a teaching and say, well, I felt like I was true to myself and, and have that be the measure of success. That's a terrible way to, to figure out, was that teaching good or not good? Or did it say the things that I wanted it to say? It's one thing if you're saying, did it say the things that are true that I was hoping to communicate? That's fine. But just because a teaching shows a real part of who you are, that doesn't mean that it was a good teaching. So we need to strike this balance. We're called to be real and authentic and relatable. And yet, being real and authentic and relatable They are not the end goal of teaching. They are one of the helpful things that come along with teaching. So the way we balance that 
I think, is we try to be real and genuine about a few different areas so that we don't come across as fake people. It's not that you want it to be about yourself as much as you don't want to come across as a fake person. You don't want to just come across as, well, yeah, I've got it all figured out and I've got all of this stuff worked out in my own mind and in my own life and now I'm simply passing it along to you. That's not a healthy way to go about things. So for this episode, I have, let me look at my notes, one, two, three. I have four different areas that I think honesty really matters when it comes to teaching and four ways that I think being honest in teaching uh, or if you're honest about these things, people are a lot more likely to go along with you. So here they are. First thing, be honest about what confuses you. Be honest about what confuses you. People will assume just by the fact that you are the Bible teacher that you have the whole Bible down pat. They just will. They assume that, like, I I always loved having people ask me when I became a youth pastor, so what do you do all day? Like, what do you spend your time on? I mean, like, yeah, you show up to youth group and you open the Bible and you talk about it for a little bit, but like, what do you do the rest of the time? Totally underestimating how much time goes into prepping a sermon, how much time goes into getting ready to be able to teach people. People just assumed that because I was a pastor or because I was on staff at a church, the Bible was just something I'm always ready to talk about in a teaching capacity all the time. And and a lot of times that comes from the fact that when you're just having conversation with people, you are kind of ready just to talk about the Bible all the time. You are ready to just kind of dive in and discuss things with people and and kind of go from there. But obviously, teaching and just talking with people are two totally different things. They require two completely different levels of preparation. But the effect is still the same. People think that you can just open any part of the Bible and you're going to be able and ready to talk about it at a moment's notice. So when you are honest about Bible passages that confuse you or things that are just difficult for you to wrap your mind around. When you do that with your people, you show them that you're still learning too, and that encourages them. You know, you don't want to show up to a Bible teaching and say, well, I've looked at this passage, guys, and got to be honest, no idea. Like you, you want to work it out at least a little bit before you get there. You want to work it out so that you're able to share something that's meaningful and helpful and encouraging to people. But you can admit that a passage was hard for you to wrap your mind around. You can admit that it was difficult for you to figure out what this passage meant. The way that that encourages people is it reminds them you're not just some like freak Christian and they're a broken Christian. Like you're just the one where as soon as you got saved, God zapped all the Bible knowledge into your brain. You don't want to show that to people. You want to show that through diligence, through study, through prayer, through hard work and thought, you can learn the Bible that way because that's how your people feel like they're learning the Bible, even if they feel like they're doing it entirely on their own, they're still working things out in a slow, steady, difficult process the same way that you are. So talk about how things are striking you in new ways. 
talk about how, hey, I read this passage this time around and it seemed totally, I used to always think this, but now I think this whole new thing. Show people the way that your Bible knowledge is growing. Because if you're honest about how that's working out in your life, it's going to encourage people that they can take that same journey too. So be honest about what confuses you. That's the first thing. The second thing, be honest about what you wish was different. Be honest about the things that you still have just questions and doubts about even. Like, let's just be honest with each other. Not all of God's work makes sense to us. We're, we're human. We have a limited understanding. God is so much bigger than us. He sees so much more than us. He just gets things in a way that we completely don't. And it's okay to admit that it's hard to see why sometimes. Particularly when you're dealing with people who are doubting whether or not God loves them or whether or not God is good or whether or not the Bible makes sense and is worth listening to. Like, Show them that their doubts are welcome. Show them that those questions are okay. And, and at times, the way you do that is you show people you're wrestling with those same things too. You know, I, I know for me, nothing shuts me down in a conversation about spiritual things more than when people feel like it's not even a conversation to have because I have the final answer. Like, I hope to arrive at the final answer, and I hope to work through different doubts or struggles or confusions or, or whatever the case is, but I know that it's going to be a little bit of a messy process. Like, when I look at Jacob wrestling with God, it wasn't a clean deal. It, it took some time. It took some effort. It took some work. When I think about Abraham's journey with God, it wasn't just a clean, straight line. There were twists and turns all over the place. When I think about Paul's relationship with God or Peter's relationship with Jesus shown so clearly throughout the Gospels. There were all of these twists and turns and difficulties. It wasn't just a clean answer, and we shouldn't expect that to be the same today. We shouldn't expect we're going to just arrive at clean answers and it's no big deal. People need to kind of wind through their difficulties, their confusions, the the things that they still emotionally wrestle with even if they mentally or spiritually understand it. Like I, I know one of the things that I never want to do, I never want to teach about hell with a smile on my face. I just don't want to do that. It's such a crazy thing to wrap our minds around eternal judgment. It's such a crazy thing to think about how ridiculously powerful this idea of separation from God is, and people really don't like that idea, and that's okay. Like, I get why people don't like that idea. I don't think that's a super fun idea either. So, when I'm teaching on that, I know it to be true because it's sitting in scripture, but just because I know it to be true, I also know my audience doesn't really like the fact that it's true. So, if I show up just super happy about it, that's just going to turn them off right away. I will always teach on that subject in particular and a few others. Like I would always teach on that subject, admitting it's difficult for me to wrap my head around, admitting that I don't fully grasp why or how or in what way. I want to show people that because it's going to help them listen to the things that we know to be true together. So 
Be honest about what confuses you. Be honest about what you wish was different. Third, be honest about your shortcomings. Now, this takes a little bit of balancing. That's kind of the theme of this. We're balancing different things. You don't want to be the teacher that just beats yourself up. You know, if, if I'm listening to you teach and you show up and you are just talking about how you mess up all the time, how you don't really know what you're talking about, how you are so new at this, you have nothing really to offer. Eventually, if you keep saying that, I'm going to believe you. And I'm going to say, all right, well, if you don't want me to listen to you, then then maybe I shouldn't listen to you. And I'm just going to move on. Like if you beat yourself up too much, people will start believing what you're saying and they'll stop hearing it as um, as disparaging humor. And they'll just start hearing it as the new truth about you. And you don't want that. That's that's not a helpful thing to get people to listen to the Bible teaching that you have to share with them. But you also don't need to act like the hero. If you're teaching the Bible on a stage, people are naturally assuming you're a hero. You don't need to do things to add to that. That's just where people are beginning with you for the most part. I mean, the same is true with Christians in general. You, you go out into the world, you tell people that you're a Christian. As much as there are some different views about what Christianity is like or not like today, generally the assumption will be, oh, you're the good one that we need to be really nice around. People just kind of naturally assume if you're the one claiming Jesus, you have this high moral standard of yourself or of others and you know, we need to put you on this pedestal. You don't want that pedestal. You want to come down from that. You you don't want to do fake humility. That's even worse. But you can be honest about the places where you're still falling short. You can be honest about the things that you still struggle with. You can talk about anger or greed or lust or just disappointment or, or the, and, and it's one thing if, if your shortcoming is like, I just work too hard for God. Like that's not going to be super relatable. You got to be careful with that because that comes across, you know, like a humble brag, but you can be real about the things you're still struggling with. Again, it will actually encourage your people. They will be excited to know that they're not the only ones that struggle. As much as we all know that the church is filled with messed up people, we all still keep showing up thinking we're the only ones that are messed up. We all do that. As the teacher, you don't want to add to that perception at all. Admit that you're one of the broken people that comes to church because you are still broken. So be honest about what confuses you. Be honest about what you wish was different. Be honest about your shortcomings. And last, be honest about how long growth takes. When people have unrealistic expectations, that's when they get frustrated. When people believe that something should happen a certain way and then it doesn't, that's when they get frustrated. And sometimes we can teach about Christian growth like it's something that's just supposed to happen instantly. That you get saved, you read your Bible a couple times, and boom, you're done with all of these sins of the past. It's easy to start thinking that, especially if you're a new Christian. You start to wonder why you're not changing as quickly as you thought you would. And as the Bible teacher, you have a great opportunity to remind people it's less about how far you've come and it's more about what direction you're headed in. 
It's more about are you on the path that leads you closer to being like Jesus? So don't be afraid of showing people, look, I've been working on this area of my life for this many years. You know, give people that real expectation. Show people that growth takes time. Part of the whole reason honesty and relatability matter in preaching is because we are encouraging people to continue balancing things for themselves, balancing the fact that they still feel like a broken, messed up person with the new reality that they are a new creation in Jesus. We want to be honest in our teaching to help motivate people in that journey and to remind them wherever you are right now, that's okay. You are welcome before God in exactly the place you are right now, but all of us together are striving and working and pushing towards being fully like Jesus. Thank you for listening to another episode of the First Time Bible Teacher Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and share with your friends. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, any other service that you're using. You can find First Time Bible Teacher there, as well as all of the other Good Lion podcasts. The Good Lion Podcast Network has tons of great stuff. Check out goodlion.io for all of that great content. You can also follow Good Lion on Instagram at goodlion.io for updates on all the new things coming out. You can follow this show as well, First Time Bible Teacher, by just searching at First Time Bible Teacher on Instagram for episode art video samples from different episodes, as well as updates on where the podcast is headed. May God bless you in your teaching. We'll see you next time.